This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, listeners. I'm Allie, and this is Quad Pro Quo. As always, I'm joined by my three co-hosts, Tammy. Hello. Matt. Hello there. And Guido. Yes. We are a film podcast inspired by the quid pro quo scene in Silence of the Lambs. Each month we pick a theme, and each week one of us picks a movie that falls within that theme. We are at the start of February, and the- I love love. Oh, God. Ah! And the theme for February is Taylor Swift X's month. I love it. Love. Because burned so letters. Not so much love, more. Well, I mean, nobody nobody knows love more than her. That's true. I mean, she's made a whole career out of love. So each of us will be tasked with picking a movie and starring. Hates. She must not be very good at it. One of Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriends. Dude, stop it. Okay? Or the Swifties will come after us. I would like to say also to the Swifties, none of us on this podcast are really Swifties. But also this is not to denigrate her judge or, or slut shame her. She is happen. young, single, successful. She can date whoever the fuck she wants. I've got a yes. lot of respect for Taylor Swift. I have a lot of res- respect for her now. Yeah. I, I, I am a reformed I hate Taylor Swift and I, I tolerate her at this point. So it's all good. We're all on team Taylor. Did you, did you reach out to your Swifties for um, input or I did research? Talk, I did talk. So we have two very good friends who are Swifties. Uh, our friend Steph and our friend Julia. And they Steph were very act- helpful. Steph actually was the... Because um, we originally wanted to do, and we might go back to it at one point, we wanted to do like scorned lovers for right. like February because of Valentine's Day and all that bullshit. But she was like, "You should just do it with you know with Taylor." Cause. Yeah, because she was so relevant at the time. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it was like when she started dating Travis. Yeah, it, I I forget when she suggested it, but it's a great suggestion. And again, yeah. thank you. No shame in her game. No. Okay. Um. So before we get to my pick, I just want to talk about our little our recent trip to New York City, you guys. It was yeah. nice. We went and saw Spam a lot. Oh, that was yeah. Fun. Guido's on the great show. Dad and stepmom uh, surprised us with tickets to go see Spam a lot, and then there was an even bigger surprise when we were told that Allie and Matt were also invited to come. Yes. Yeah. Whatever it, it takes nice. to get Guido's agoraphobic <laughs> ass out of the house. I venture. I leave the house sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's you like do. A five leave, square mile. You, you do leave the house. <laughs> Just go to, out there. You go to work. You go to your child's daycare, and he goes to he goes to Food Lion. Ah, uh, yes, grocery true. Store. He goes to Food Lion. We've gotten you to go I to don't grain, like it. grain sometimes. Grain's nice. Grain's I like nice. that place. Yeah, I got him to go see Burt Kreischer. That's true. We had to go to Philadelphia for that. Yeah, wow. but at night on a weeknight. Oh my gosh! I mean, yeah. it was smooth sailing our whole journey up there. Yeah. And back. Yeah, Even was, the timing of it all. I mean, kudos to you and I. I agree. Yeah, the planners. Ex- it was fun. And I, I just, I think it was just such a great musical. Yeah. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, who is that lady? Fun. Oh my gosh. The woman who played the lady of the lake, who's not in the, in the movie, Monty Ooh. Python and the Holy Grail. There's no lady of the lake because they don't have, they don't do the nuns in the, in the, in the musical. In the, in the, in the movie, it's like horny nuns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But My in the musical, it's the Lady of the Lake, which is more towards Camelot. But that woman could fucking sing. She, oh, she, she had some pipes. Amazing. And I loved Michael Urie as 
it's a Robin. Yeah, we actually got to see, we saw him because uh, before his like final show, because I think that's actually, well, I mean, this is airing in February, but he, yeah, he's going to be off it by now. Yeah, Jonathan Bennett is taking over for him um, from Mean Girls, the guy from Mean Girls. So, yeah, that was, was just fun. The whole thing was just so funny and mm-hmm. lighthearted and I laughed the whole time. Yeah, yeah, and it was you great. You didn't think you would. No, I, that's not true. You it's weren't just I. I'm. I don't understand the humor in Monty Python, and so I think that the writers of the play. Well, the writers of the play are the people that were in Monty Python. Yeah, yeah. but but like the play was it was fun. It was funny. It was great. Yeah, I, it didn't have like the British, the traditional British humor. I felt Monty Python and the Holy Grail, the movie is. Even though it's Monty Python, it's so silly. It's like mm-hmm. the silliest. Do you think it's appropriate for an eight-year-old? Could we show that to him? Oh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. I haven't watched um, it since I think, we went to the Pocono. I think so I think yeah, I was only, pretty drunk at the time. The only thing is the horny nuns because they say like Spanks now it's, the, it's, now time, it's time, time for the virgin. and the oral sex. So they yeah. say stuff like that. I mean, but, we could always yeah. we could always fast forward. That's the that only part. part. Everything else, I think he would find like the killer rabbit at the end hilarious. Vincent would mm-hmm. like, and then again, like the the taunting. Oh uh, wait, like, there there's also I some fart cur- in your There is direction. some you know some cursing, <laughs> but you know he knows not to say those words. Yeah. So. Okay. I suppose. Let's get started. Let's go into well, our. We'll first just we'll pick. just say we'll be like Vincent. This is like when you know Uncle Matt and Uncle John and Uncle Steve are over and it's football, and we're going to say words that you can't repeat because we're angry at the men on the TV. That's true. <laughs> is that how you explain it? It is how. He yeah, and then it. and then he says it, it's it's football it's it's football Sunday words. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It, it's kind of like when we were growing up, my mom my mom called cursing like bathroom words, okay. so we weren't allowed to say them. We could say them once we got older, but only if we were in the bathroom. So that so makes like, for a really funny conversation. So like if I if I want if I wanted to say shit, I would have to go into the bathroom and just go. Shh. Shit! <laughs> like, yeah. All That's right. so funny. Aw. All right. Well, speaking of shit, let's talk about Taylor. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's my pick for Taylor Swift X's month. Does which, anyone have a favorite X? Taylor Swift song? Do you want to no. talk about? Um, I feel I feel like I listen to <laughs> no. Taylor Swift with the kids. Yeah. So, um, "Shake It Off" is always a fun one. With the kids, because we do we do gymnastics in yes. the living room, so it's a good one. I've always liked um, it's it's older, but I've always liked Back to December, which I think is about Taylor Lautner. That's a that's a pretty one. It's pretty. It's mm-hmm. pretty. Yeah. I like her cover of Cattle Decapitation. Oh. Ah, yes. When she covered um, We Eat Our Young. That's yeah, amazing. that was a banger, dude. Yeah. In all seriousness, I'm not gonna lie. I think Blank Space fucking slaps. Blank Space is a great That song. is such a good one. Where How does that go? It's the, I got a blank space. Baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good one. And I'll write your name. <laughs> That's like, also a frequent one. Because, yes. you know, I'd always talk about it. And then Steph would be like, have you even listened to it? And I'd be like, no, because I'm a hater. <laughs> and then I listen to it. And then I'm just sitting there and I'm like, because I got a blank space, baby. And I'll write your name. <laughs> well, the Taylor Swift X I have chosen is Mr. Tom Hiddleston. Ah, and so Loki. Yeah, we like Loki here. The movie I chose came out in 2015 and it was directed by Guillermo del Toro. Quad Pro Quo alum. And it stars Tom Hiddleston, Jessica Chastain, 
and Mia Wazakowska. It's Crimson Peak. Ghosts are real. That much I know. I've seen them all my life. Now, before we get to the Tom and Taylor of it all around the room, had you seen it? What were your initial thoughts when I picked it? Tammy. I had not seen it, actually. And I I didn't look anything up before we sat down to watch it. Uh, So I I thought it was going to be scary. And I knew that Crimson Peak was... I thought it was going to be about a lot of blood. Like, have a lot of blood in the movie. Like periods? Yeah, it was going to be a period. that was my initial thought. I was like, Crimson Peak... And I think I thought that because these two idiots, they're like, oh, this is a movie about periods. It's a period piece. <laughs> so, I but, hate this. <laughs> but I was I was looking forward to watching it. Matt? Oh, uh, yeah. No, I have seen this before. Um, we saw it uh, at, what, the movie tavern? We did. We saw yeah, it in we theaters. Saw it, yeah, we saw it in theaters together. Um, from what I recall, the first time watching it, I enjoyed it. You know, I really like Guillermo del Toro, obviously. I think he fell asleep a little bit during the movie, but that's okay. No well, doubt, no doubt, no doubt. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. No it doubt. Was, it was dark. I had a full tummy. You did a have few, a full tummy. I had a few beers. That's the, of course, I'm going to fall asleep. With the movie tavern, they, they, they basically are asking you to fall asleep. They feed you and they give you booze. Mm-hmm. Then they give you very comfortable chairs. And, and recliners, yeah. 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 Guido? All you need is Shawshank and then you wouldn't come home. I haven't seen this. Okay. Uh, but I like the director uh, and... Because Hellboy's great. Yes. So um, I was looking forward to seeing it, uh, and then you made me watch it. Alrighty. <laughs> well, before we get too much into the movie, let's talk about the Tom and Taylor of it all. Okay. Okay. So this is 2015. You said the movie was released in 2015. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Okay. Okay. So Taylor Swift had recently broken up with Calvin Harris. And there were rumors that she cheated on Calvin Harris with Tom Hiddleston. They first met in 2016 at the Met Gala, May of 2016. Okay. Oh, I love love the outfits at the Met Gala. Apparently, she. I love the memes that make fun of people's outfits at the Met Gala. So, kind of have a share a thing there. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So, um, oh, so this was the Met Gala where she, she had really short platinum blonde hair and she wore like black lipstick and she was trying to be punk and it didn't work out but that's okay um so they were dubbed hiddle swift by fans i remember that tom was famously seen wearing an i heart ts shirt during a trip to taylor's home in rhode island which i remember seeing that and being like tom mm-hmm. you're better than this was this about like thor time i mean he still would have been playing loki yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's, yeah so they broke up in september of 2016 so literally like two months three months so he was like a re- very he short. was like a rebound fling. No, because a lot of people think that she was still dating Car- Calvin Harris when she met Tom Hiddleston because they met at the Met Gala and they had that famous like dancing where they were dancing together. And then two weeks later or two weeks after she broke up with Calvin Harris was the I Heart Taylor Swift T-shirt. So within a span of two weeks, she broke up with Harris and was already like fully into a relationship and, with and Hiddleston. And we all know how hard and how long it is to make a t-shirt with 
four letters on it. Are, yeah. So are you telling this, me this had to be in the works for a really long time? Exactly. Taylor's been the fuck girl the entire time. No, this was a very brief period of time. It's like weeks. Okay. Yeah. Tom said of their relationship, Taylor is an amazing woman. She's generous and kind and lovely, and we had the best time. A lot of people thought their relationship was, like, fake, especially when he wore that shirt. A lot of people were like, this is just for, like... PR. PR. They were hanging out with Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Those are her friends, though. I know, but it was all very, like, public. Like, the paparazzi pictures looked very staged, kind of, is what I'm saying. Okay. okay. Compared to what other... I, I know. Like every other relationship this woman has been in has I been know. under a microscope like to, this. To well, he's date, an industry plant. To date, that's true. But the the guy before... Oh, yeah. I have no idea what Calvin Harris looks like. I don't he's even know D- who he is. He's a DJ. He's good looking. He's tall. He's blonde. He's British, right? He's British. He's very attractive. Mm-hmm. He's a very good looking guy. Does yeah. he know Robbie Williams? Probably. Probably. Cool. Okay. So Swifties have long believed that the track Getaway Car from her album Reputation in 2017 is about Tom Hiddleston. In the song, Taylor talks about a relationship that she shouldn't have gotten into so hastily, which sleuths think means Tom and how she was running away from an ex which is referring to her former partner Calvin Harris Mm. I don't think this was like a super scandalous relationship it wasn't like torrid other than like the possible infidelity but who cares Um, it was short lived and they speak of each other very nicely now did he write a song about her Tom Hiddleston Tom Hiddleston I mean he could have no I don't think so was it a breakup song or was it like a get-together song? Or did he like make a movie about it? Is that what this movie's about? Yeah, no, that's the sex Him tape. trying to get over Taylor? Yes. So, with let's... that, what is what is the young woman's name? Marissa? Mia. Mia. I mean, Mia she she could be a, she could be like a like a plant of Taylor cuz they're really skinny blonde white women, so you know. Taylor's a lot taller though. Taylor's a tall lady. Yes, yeah, she is very tall. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into the movie. Okay. All right. So at the start of the film, which is in the year 1887. Right after the Civil War. What? I mean, like 20 years after the Yeah, it was a very diverse War. cast. Right after. Got it. Okay. A young Edith Cushing, who is played by Mio Wazikowska, the daughter of Carter Cushing, played by Jim Beaver. <laughs> Nice beaver. <laughs> Do we know him from anything? Um, yeah. So he's on. Um, he left it. No, he was in. I think he was in. He's on Justified or like one of those kind of TV. He was shows. on the Boys. You said. Yeah, he was on the Boys. He played like a senator. The he plays. Head, the, uh, he plays the the defense secretary yes. who's like now going to run for president in the next season, and um, the the soup. Yeah. AOC that can blow up people's heads yeah. is, go, is his VP nom. So her dad's like a self-made industrialist. They live in um, Buffalo, Buffalo, New York. Go Bills! He's got a lot of <laughs> a lot of money. Um, Edith's mom is dead. She died of black cholera when Edith was young. And is there a difference kind of, between black cholera? And well, black cholera is dead. I don't know. Is it like black cholera? Black no. cholera. I don't know. Maybe it may maybe like turned. Your insides black or your skin black or something like that. It's so much worse cholera. than white hey, cholera. Hey, medical expert, where, not, what's what's black she cholera? Know about cholera. <laughs> I should have looked this up. I knew um, you were going to ask me. So we start with kind of a terrifying encounter with her mother's restless spirit. So like as a child, she sees her mother's spirit 
fun fact played by um and i'm gonna forget his name doug jones doug jones who is in a you know pretty much all of guillermo del toro's movies he was in the shape of water he was in hellboy he was in pan's labyrinth and he does a lot of the physical he was also kind of work he was also the zombie in um hocus pocus yes he was uh billy butcher billy butcherson so she has a terrifying encounter with her mother's restless spirit and her mother whispers in her ear beware but this is when she was a child, so she no reference oh. point whatsoever. Ghost okay. Mommy's really good at bedtime Ghost stories. Ghost Mommy. You get, yes. it, you get black cholera from drinking water. What about um. white cholera? Where do you get that? <laughs> Blue cholera is when you work too hard and die. Mm. Or you get it from the blue collar comedy tour. All I know is that there's more black on black cholera than black on white cholera. Oh, okay? it's it's a little. <laughs> so it says that it it originated in the Midwest in the 1830s and 40s. I just remember a lot of people getting so, it when you played like Oregon Trail and dysentery. Yeah, yeah. Well, you died of dysentery. You don't diss Terry. Okay. Oh, it happened in 1849 also. So when is 1887? 1887. All right. So 1866 and the late 1870s. So it pans out. Okay. Right after the Civil War. (laughs) Since, I mean, there's a very diverse cast. All right. So we jump to 14 years later. Edith is a young woman living in Buffalo, New York. She aspires to be a writer because she's single. I don't like her glasses. I I don't like Mia Wasikowska in general. I think the only other movie I can name is the Alice, Alice in Wonderland and Tim Burton. I don't I, I don't think she's a good actress. I find she's her peculiar. incredibly annoying. Um, Why annoying? I just because she's I a don't Bills fan. think she's a good actress. She's so pretty though. Is this the one that looks like uh, Goldie Hawn's oh, daughter? She looks, she looks like, like a doll, basically. She looks like a doll. Yeah. She does. Again, she wants to be a writer because, you know, she's single and, and basically a spinster. Um, and she writes a story that catches the eye of a visiting aristocrat seeking funding for an invention of his own from her dad. So he's coming. Sir Thomas Sharp, played by Tom Hiddleston of Loki fame. He's a baronet. Yes. What the a baronet? What's a baronet? It's like a baroness, but a man. So Loki is so a title. It's just, a title. It's shouldn't, a title. Just a shouldn't it just be a baron? I don't because know. Because a baroness is a female baron is she know. baron do we know it's a title i hope so because of what happened. what is she baron you know what i mean <laughs> okay so sir thomas sharp played by tom hiddleston again of loki fame um and he lit he ri- comes from allerdale hall in england and it sits atop uh, a mine that mines red clay that is used in brick making yeah i love that it's like it's red clay it's the yeah. best red it's, clay they, ever Definitely they, not blood. They talked about it like the fucking laser cut keys in Gone in 60 Seconds. Like, this red clay, <laughs> you can use this for anything. So it's he, also not blood. So it's blood. not a very like prestigious title. It's, okay. It's below a baron and above a knight. So okay. I think that's that, pretty think prestigious. That's, that's pretty along the lines of like where their house was. Like they had a big house, but mm. it was dilapidated. Dilapidated. Yeah. And it was on top of a shitty mine. Yeah, yeah, that too. Covered in blood. So, so they had Jeff. So he's seeking kind of. funding to dig the the red clay and use it for, you know, again, brick making and rendering for iron ore, but he needs money. So he comes to Buffalo to try and get money from Carter Cushing. And, and investors. He's very wary. So Carter is very wary of aristocracy. And like, he look turned- at my look at my hands. 
These are, are working rough. hands. As one of his buddies jumped through a so table, dainty. go Bills. He's like, these are working hands. You don't have working hands. Your count- hand, the only calluses you got are from beating off. Counting money your whole life. Yeah, he's like. To quote Joss. I don't respect you at all. You see how all the ladies are dressed? And he says it like right in front of everybody. That, is, that he- is peak women's fashion right there. Oh, okay? God. I'm talking huge, puffy shoulders. They've got big these skirts. big doilies High underneath necks. their necks. He, lo- he Everything's loves, covered. But Tiny you know, waist. He loves an exposed And it takes Guido 14 minutes to ankle. get naked. Like, he loves an exposed ankle. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> it was like, woo! It takes Six, a lot longer to get naked than that. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Got, they wear like pantyhose and corsets, corsets and yeah. cages. Underpinnings. Yeah. I think that it's funny that your race for beauty or their race for uh, those beauty standards is, is really funny to me. So, like, if I could if I could have anything, if I could have one wish, it would be that women would naturally dress that way. But nothing changed for men. We all wore, like, sweatshirts and stuff. And we're all what? super comfy. But you have to wear these gigantic trash bags made out of scotch tape. When you think and, about it, like it's sequins still, and really have you, have you tried itchy fabrics. Before? But Guido, when you think about it, that still exists. It's oh. just now adopted by drag queens. Oh, they, right, 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 right. They right, wear right, the right. big bustly hoop things and the petticoats. They and, took that bird and, and the girdles and the to tuck everything away. Well, you gotta cinch that waist. I mean, so waist. you kind of got your wish, but it's just you know, dudes doing it. Have you 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 here? We'll put some pantyhose on you. No, thanks. We'll put a bra, an underwire bra on. You won't. A corset. A corset. What else? What else is uncomfortable? Garters, garter belts. Yeah. It looks really uncomfortable. Thongs. Thongs. Underwear in general. I don't want any part of any of that. Yeah. So we still have our... um, Torture devices. Torture devices Mm -hmm. for modern uh, clothing. The dad turns away... Sir Thomas Sharp with basically just taste, basically telling him, like, you've been to all these different places asking for money, and now you're finally here, and this is the end of the line because you suck. And go he's Bills. like, I'm just going to I fuck is that gonna your be daughter. Like the entire episode of saying go Bills? Well, at least until they leave Buffalo. Okay. Which does happen. All right. Well, Tom, Tom as he leaves, he's like, I'm going to I fuck your daughter. Oh, yeah. Thomas turns his attention to Edith mm-hmm. and gains her affection by saying that she's a gifted writer and storyteller. I mean, that is the way to a writer's heart, saying that you like their stuff. <laughs> Especially when she's like he doesn't the give a only shit. female Does writer. Not. He doesn't fucking Charmed care. by his notion, Edith begins a romance with Sir Thomas that is watched closely by her childhood friend, Dr. Alan McMichael, played by Charlie Hunnam. Oh, this fucking guy. Yeah, I know. I mean, you want to you go on about Mia Wazikowska or whatever as a terrible He's act. the male equivalent of her. Like... For those who don't know, he was in that... Sons of Anarchy, he's in The Gentleman, he's in Pacific that? Rim. That, that. Why are you making I was a doing, fisting motion? I was doing like the... The Crash and Burn. That's that's the wrong movie. That's yeah, a good movie. So. But it's basically the same thing. Uh, no. He was also originally supposed to be Christian Grey in Fifty Shades of Grey. But See, they were out. fighting monsters in Pacific Thought it Rim. it would affect his career poorly. Okay. <laughs> but like literally, Robot that guy, scary. I mean, I kind of come around to him a little bit ever since I saw The Gentleman. He's better when, when he, he has when he, his actual British accent. Yeah, <laughs> but he doesn't in this one. He's a guy from Buffalo. And he's an ophthalmologist. And he's like... We're drift compatible. He did say that. No, I'm going to help you no, out. Okay. So at a fancy dinner um, that's hosted by one of the bitch ladies in town, um, we meet... His Tom- mother. 
Oh, it is his mom, isn't it? His that mother, is his yeah. mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, Who doesn't like her, by the way? He does. No, no. She, but now yeah. she's the prettiest girl at the ball. But she also, I think she's one of those people that like disapproves of like women who don't want to get like. She doesn't want to get married. She wants to be a writer. Is that uh, I do like that one line she says where like Find something about no. She says something about like oh you want to be a writer like Jane Austen. Didn't she die a spinster? And then um, Edith says actually I'd be I'd rather be Shelley. She died a widow. Yeah. Like like the smart kind of like but like the woman judges her because she like is independent, but- wealthy doesn't really need a husband and doesn't really want one. And back then that was like, and, oh. and also the, that mom is like the upper crust, like the bougie. Yeah. And, she's and, a and, um, high society. Do you think too? She's Edith, a little... Edith's and her dad are like, you know, nouveau riche. Yeah. Probably. Because they're self-made, you know, he had them calloused hands and yeah. he liked rub on them. Yeah. I bet too, like her son went away to school, came back, and is still interested in Edith, and that probably burns her up. Probably a little bit. He's like, yes, he's waiting for Edith because he can't act, and he is clearly pretending to be smitten with her. So he's like, <laughs> Edith. He's very interested in Edith. Yes, but he's in the friend zone. I literally, when I was watching, I was like, God, these names are horrible. Then I was like, Oh, that's my grandmother's name, Edith. Edith. Whoops. <laughs> okay, hey, so- Lucille is uh, Lucy is Guido's grandma's name. Nice. Mm-hmm. Is it Lucille or is it Lucy? Lucy. It's, okay. So speaking of Lucille, we meet Thomas's sister, Lucille, played by Jessica Chastain. Love her. Nice. I love her. And normally, like I said, I'm a proponent of you do what you what you want with your hair, but I don't know if black hair is good on her. Mm-mm. She has a gorgeous red hair. And Edith's father enlists the help of a private detective played by Byrne Gorman. He's also in Pacific Rim. Yeah, he's a he's a. You know, a Guillermo guy. Yeah. Um, he's also in that... Remember that horror movie we watched that came out on Shudder this past year? That was, It took place in, like, Romania. And it was yes. the girl that saw the guy. It was... I think it was called The Stranger or something like that. It was really good. But he he's plays, like, the bad guy in that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he hires him to learn more about Thomas and Lucille, again, because... Yeah, he's, he's like very, a... Very... He's a grimy P.I. He's, yeah. uh, he's probably Nicolas Cage's ancestor from... Uh, from um, Honeymoon in Vegas because he's a disgusting P.I. from New York City. Yeah. Oh, my God, Guido. Speaking of that, when I was on my way home today from getting my facial, I was in traffic and I looked next to me and there was this guy and he was in like a black big Cadillac Escalade and he was wearing a Adidas tracksuit, black with the white stripe, and he looked like the biggest. Pripyat. Soprano. It was a Goomba, huh? It was uh, Totes. We sure he's they have a little pinky ring. That was amazing. He had his hair all slicked back, hey. and it was like pretty much gone in the front. You gotta, you gotta be like, hey, Paisan. I'm getting some. Give him a question like a Paisan, Paisano. Yeah. And then he goes. I could have just done this, and he would have been like, he would have been, he would have yeah. gone like this. Yeah, probably. That's what I'm yeah, talking about. All, all we know, he could have been a Slav. He could have been pissed off that you thought he was Italian. That's well, true. You got to check how he squats. If the yeah. heels are in the sky, he's a capitalist spy. All right. So, <laughs> so before dinner at Edith's home, her father confronts Thomas and Lucille about their past and basically says, like, I know about you. And he shows them something. We don't really see it at first. Something from an envelope. And then he pays them money to leave and tells Thomas to break Edith's heart, which he does. And he basically, again, 
a way to break a writer's heart is then to say, your stuff sucks. Your stuff is terrible. It was all because he blew out her candle. What do you know about love? Uh, He did it at the dinner party. In front of everybody. It was very upsetting. It was very upsetting. He was like, I read better work from Stephanie Meyer. Ugh. The stage was set, you know. They're not vampires. (laughs) I wish they fucking were. So after we think they left, the next day when her father is at the club, um, he is mysteriously and brutally killed in the men's room. His skull is crushed in by a shadowy figure, and I mean crushed. You would think after jumping through tables his whole life, he would be able to withstand that sink. I so, cannot wait to get to the point in the movie where you're out of Buffalo. It was so I'm sure jarring. Everyone in Buffalo says that the, too. You felt the impact. His whole it was brutal. Face yeah. is caved. It, it, like it's crushed his skull. Awful. As if somebody twice the size you see on the yeah. screen, Hulkified. Whoever did it was definitely on the juice. Whoever did it. I don't on know the those juice. Bills fans. You know they're pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. But the whole she's family a, but is they're fucking not a Bills Mafia, aka. Crimson Peak. <laughs> Do you know why you think you thought it was about periods? Because of that line from Clueless. I'm surfing the crimson wave. I had to haul ass to the ladies. Yeah, that's, that's probably why. right. Yeah. Okay, so in the wake of her father's untimely death, Edith seeks solace with Sir Thomas, who basically went to her house and was like, your father made me do this. Your he father tried to made pay me, me off, blah, 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 blah. Tried to pay me off. So he seduces well, her into marrying him and leaving Bill's country. Go Bills. For England. Come, <laughs> come Cambria, Cumbria, Cumberland, England. I don't I, I want to say it's in the north because it's very. And they he gives her the ring. Okay. A ring. So he gets it from his sister he first. He gets it from his sister. Okay. Yeah. So here's, okay. What's so special about the ring? Didn't, didn't It was their mother's. Yeah. Exactly. And where did she hide that ring? Nature's pocket. In her vagina, apparently. Exactly. She was a prisoner of war. Where the crimson peak I mean, that's that's why it's red. She was stripped of all of her possessions. The crimson wave. Okay. And she had to, you know, put that ring in the prison pocket for a period of time. Oh, my God. All right. She kept that in the old, The prison pocket is the butt. She's in the, you said uh, nature's pocket. That's the vagina. Oh. Well, I mean, imagine. We're a very progressive podcast where we know about anatomy and stuff. <laughs> well, it's a good like thing that. she didn't quit. She I'm turned that thing into keep a gun. My mouth shut. Gosh, and Taylor was saying how we talk about periods too much on the show. It's you guys who talk about much. them. Yeah, I didn't talk about period. I was oh, talking okay. about queefs and vaginas. Go, can yeah. you say go uh, bills again? Go bills. <laughs> the weird, the weird lady that says we only have moths that eat butterflies back at home <laughs> is like you know you, you couldn't possibly imagine her shoving weird metal objects into her vagina. Whatever. Okay. So. She is a little bizarre. She yeah, like her car- her this is a, very We don't bizarre. have butterflies where I live. I like to eat crayons at school. <laughs> the moles, they eat the butterflies. I was a sheltered child. Alrighty. <laughs> so, once they're back at Allerdale Hall, a beautiful, I will say this, the CD, the setting is always going to be lovely in Guillermo del Toro movies. This yeah. house, even though it is rotting from the inside out, is Stunning. It has the most strange weather. It's got blood in the walls. Yeah. It's the the clay. Yeah. The clay seeps up from the walls. It snows inside because there's a hole in the ceiling. Definitely not blood. fall so beautifully inside. Yeah, so that's where the, the... Is there a fucking tree on the roof? Probably. Where are the leaves coming from? I don't know. Why is there a tree up there? Um, It's called, when the wind blows, leaves blow in the wind. Does it also come sweeping down the plane? Yeah, it does. 
Oklahoma. So it's teetering on the red mine beneath it, and the clay. it's crumbling under the snow and the rain above. And it's, again, it's the Sharp family home. Okay? It's the so, Sharp family home. Real Sharp. There, Lady Lucille Sharp, again, Thomas's older sister, who, you know, she's weird, and probably because her stuff shoved up her pocket. Um, she's cold and distant towards Edith, despite her brother's, you know, her brother's charming. Yummy. You know. He is. Um, I mean, the way, again, with the grabbing of the face. Yes. I mean, the yes. way he, like, looks at her oh. and speaks to her and yes. grabs her face. Like, yep. I never really th- looked at Tom Hiddleston as an attractive person. Oh, well, yeah, because you're, wa- you're always watching Loki at I your know. house because of your kid. I know. I watched Loki way too much. Oh, I think he's sexy in Loki. But he, the way he, like, looks at her, it's just... It's yummy. It made my seat wet. Ooh! I sat there last night. Ew! Don't look at us like we're weird. You guys are talking about shoving rings up people's vaginas. So. Yo, Jessica Chastain's body, man, bonerific, bro. Gorgeous, gorgeous, stunning. Stunning. Especially in that that claw. I was like, what are we even watching this? You trying to make me come? Like, what are we even doing here? She's so hot. She's wearing that big outfit with all those ruffles and the fe- and the big shoulder pads and the and the bodice and, and the keys. old pillow shoulders. Lots. She can so get it. So speaking of keys, she won't give Edith a copy of the keys. Are they and laser cut? <laughs> they are laser cut. And she keeps um, giving her tea that tastes gross. And then Edith ends up uh, falling asleep. And they still have not fucked her and uh, Tom Hiddleston. So they haven't consummated the marriage. No. And so that means she could get it. Well, annulled. as Edith said, he's been very respectful of my grieving. Okay. Do you think the house helps them bang kind of like that old lady did in Midsummer? Oh, I don't know. Like a gentle push like on his breathes. backside. You oh, know like what I mean? Like it breathes, like in the Haunting yeah. of Hill House. You mean yeah. like the, the ghosts show up and starts like pushing on her back? Yeah, ghost mommy, just, you know, light pressure on the butt. Yeah. So Edith is again starting to get visited by ghosts. Again, her mother, who says, beware of Crimson Peak. And she a, also and found a dog. The, yes, she, she, there was a, a papillon. A papillon. Um, so oh, she's oh. becoming a little snutty inconsolable after visits by other ghosts some missing fingers Ooh, this red one the red one oh she's scary scary but uh she wants to leave she's like i have to get out of here but lucille's like no you have to stay and drink some tea and Um, she's like she's like now she has an upset tummy diarrhea his name thomas 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 she's like why don't you want to be with me so he leaves her alone all the time yeah he's always he's tinkering with his toys because i'm trying to mine the ore i'm working on my machine that will harvest the ore and the clay up from the mine which is in blood he's got daddy's check not yet not yet he got the first installment well she did give him money so he could buy machine equipment for the iron ore red clay laser cut keys that is in blood Yes. So as Edith starts to inquire more about the house, and again, she's kind of getting sicker. And at one point, they do go to town to get mail, and then they end up having to stay there because of the storm, and they finally fuck. And she got and a again, letter. I'm she, just going to say this. That's Loki's butt. I'm just going to say this. She's a virgin. In what planet in 1887 is a virgin getting on top for her first time? Never. I'm sorry. Ever. In Lady Bird, when they have sex for the first time, Shir Sharonin and um, Timothy Chalamet, and she's like, I was on top. Who the fuck is on top their first time? Yeah. <laughs> like, in 1887 also. But yeah, she gets letters, and one is addressed to Lady Sharp from Milan, Italy. And she's like, but I don't know anyone in Milan. 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 Go Milan. AC, go AC you like Milan. flam? Milan Leah? to Minsk. Yes. 
So when they return from after the fuck, the fuck fest. Um, She's very happy. Jessica Chastain is um, very upset. She was not involved. Are she you? was lonely. She didn't know where they she were. She didn't know where they there were. There was a storm. And she was very upset that... Uh, she was alone in her cleaning you know, chair. He didn't show up. They fucked. Okay. So as she's inquiring around the house, um, she goes to the mines below, which she's told not to. She rode she, that stupid elevator. I love that elevator. She explores the mansion and pieces clues together, discovering that Thomas was previously married to three other wealthy women. What? Is that, I know. Is that when she... Took something, or is that later? What do you mean took something? She took the key from Jessica's. Um... Well, the, yeah, it's, it's all kind of around the same time. Yeah. So one of the ghosts lures Edith to a linen closet where she discovers wax cylinders, which are like voice recordings back then. Um, which one of Thomas's previous wives recorded a message telling that, saying that the sharps are poisoning her for her inheritance, and then it's starting to make sense with the tea. She's getting sick. She's coughing, she's coughing up, up blood. blood. And Thomas' pets. And, heads are falling yeah, off. My pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> Harry, I took care of it. So she also realizes that Thomas and Lucille have been using the inheritance of the three former brides to fund his efforts, but also, I think, just to keep the house alive, whatever. Sure. I guess, um, if you call it that. And it, then we kind of discovered that they conspired to murder the women so that they could inherit the fortune. Basically, like, you kind of got the idea they were older women. Some One of them was in a wheelchair. Like, he she kind can't of, get away that fast, so. Yeah. <laughs> they had an, a really kick-ass elevator. You yes. see all the stairs? <laughs> but he preys on, like, women who, were, who have been forgotten, we'll say. Rich women who are spinsters. We'll say that. Okay? So, Edith, is that? Yeah. She was an unmarried woman. Is a spinster a woman in a wheelchair? No, okay. no. It's but the woman in the wheelchair was a speaker, yeah, over oh. a certain age, which well, in what that age time that? was like probably a twenty-five-year-old woman. So she, we, she did they also, give them a bunch Edith, of cats at that age? Or Edith also had a disability; she couldn't act. So. Just papillons. It definitely was a disability. They give them papillons. Papillon? Okay, papillon. Well, she was from Paris, so she would have a French dog. Oh, of course, right. Go PSG. Yeah, we get to the end of the movie where we discover. That uh, and I apologize for this now being the third incest movie that we've done on this podcast. Second one you've picked. Second one I picked. That Thomas and Lucille have an incestuous relationship, and it's probably been going on from a very young age. Flowers Um, in the attic. Because their mom was awful. She she kind of blames everything on her mom. Well, their mom was abusive and probably locked them in the attic up there. And yeah, you know, at some point, I don't care if your mom's abusive. You don't fuck your brother. Like what the hell? Their mom was crazy like from from having to shove stuff up her vagina, and it drove her mad. Mm-hmm. I, and again, I said, sister. have you never seen or read Flowers in the Attic? Guido can't read. Oh, sorry. He doesn't have blue eyed. Are there any? In it are there any pictures in the book? No. Fuck off. You know I can read. Ah. I read good. I read. I read. I read. Guido reads good. Yes. So Lucille also, obviously, she's a little bit nutty. And um, she never wants to be apart from Thomas. She loves him in a brother-sister way and also a Targaryen I like your way. dick way. Yeah. And uh, we realize that she also killed their mother. She's killed everyone. Yeah. And she's, she's, a, she's literally awesome. killed everyone. Mm-hmm. She's also crazy. But she only kills out of jealousy. So did mommy? So mommy and the son, they, and they got it on. I don't know. Is that what you're saying? Who and knows? that I think that Edith was the first one that he really loved, and 
But it's also out of the fact that 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 they were orphans, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, by their own. More like orphans. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but um, again, all they had was each other, living in this house in the middle of nowhere, on top of a mine. Where on it top made of red a mine. Clay. And she she got pregnant. She, remember? Yeah. Do you think she ever got stuck in a, like a dryer? It wasn't right. She said it's like yeah, that's what happens when you fuck your brother. Or maybe she got stuck under the bunk beds or something. You know. The bunk beds. Yeah. Like, yeah oh she, no. She she got stuck. I'm stuck. She it, was she was. My <laughs> pants have fallen down. <laughs> Stop! You don't look at it. That's porn movie right don't now. Don't look Gross. at it. That's disgusting. Tom, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> what? No! Don't touch. Okay. <laughs> Just a little bit. I I want to throw up. <laughs> I've told you when you go to Pornhub, you have to look for certain topics. Tammy. And then and then the and then the, the when the stepbrother deliver- stepsister is very. Then someone's always on, stuck in uh, something. <laughs> always stuck in something. Then when the, the the delivery guy showed up to give them like packages and stuff, he's like, "I have a package here. I have Mrs. a package for Baronet Sharp. I am the milkman. I have some milk for you. Oh See? my god! It writes itself. All right. So oh, this is better than this the is movie. Amazing. It's so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what the problem is is that Sir Thomas has actually fallen in love with Edith. He loves her. He can't force her to sign the deed, like all of her money over to him, basically. And um, insane with jealousy and greed, Lucille uh, stabs him in the face. Yeah, but in the face. what I really enjoy is he. There's a there's a pause. There's a. Oh wait, do they? Do she, she fights her first. No, she, no, no. She's she, Edith. No, no, no. She stabs um, Tom Hiddleston. Like maybe not in the. No, she does. Like she in the some, fucking like with like no, with like a letter with a, opener. She gets like a, him a couple opener. times like, in the torso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what happens you know, is there's um, some love stabs. She becomes a feral killer. Isn't she dumb fuck stabbed in the chest? Though? That happens yeah. after. And this Dun- is a is, thin steak knife. Because dumb fuck eye doctor shows up too. Yes. And I, I'm and, about to get to that. And this is when they have like the big altercation, and she's like swinging the axe around and everything. Oh, okay. And then he's like, because Tom Hiddleston's still okay, and he's like. Tell me where to... You're a doctor. Tell me where to oh, stab you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The- okay, so McMichael arrives to take Edith back to New York only to be stabbed and wounded terribly by a knife-wielding Lucille. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah, so she sticks that knife right into his cheek. I think it's a letter opener. But yeah, I, it looks it serrated right into to me. His cheek, and then he like pulls it out yeah. real but, slow. But he almost. So but but there's a pause. Like it's a... I will let you put this knife anywhere into my body. So here's the thing. Again... It's a very um, hard, gothic romance, rough relationship. It's a love story, baby. Just say and yes. It is a lo- oh my god, it is a love story. Marry baby, me, Juliet. Yes. Something, something. Yeah, get Taylor Swift again. Yes. Stop. Um, I think it's more just that she can't lose him because he, he even says like we can be all be together. Like you and I can just be brother and sister, no more hanky panky, and I can be married to her, and she will not allow that. Mm-mm. Okay, Mm-mm. Um, and so I think just the she yeah. wants that frost giant dick. She doesn't yeah. share to herself. Yeah, you know? we're gonna take a little break and learn about one of the other podcasts that is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. We'll be right back. Do you enjoy movies? Do you enjoy adult beverages? Do you enjoy conversations that could go off the rails at any second? If you said yes to any of these questions, then you should check out the Films and Fermentation podcast. I'm Leo. I'm Kevin. I'm Mike. We're just three friends. Who like to talk shit about movies. 
while getting shit-faced. So join us every week as we discuss interesting movie topics like best ensemble films, most paused moments in cinema, and the occasional movie review, plus so much more. When you add drinking, you have no idea where this conversation could go. So find us on Spotify, Apple Pods, Good Pods, YouTube, or wherever you go to listen to your favorite shows. You could also visit linktree.com slash films and fermentation to find all of our social media and podcast links. We'll be waiting for you to join us weekly at the crossroads between pickled and fermented. Cheers. Cheers. And we're back. Hi. Sorry. Go Bills. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're not yes. in Buffalo anymore. You can't say that. What All part right. of England are they in again? I think it's like, I think they say Cumbria or Cumberland. Ew. Where, where is that near? Stop saying that word. It's, I want to say it's the north. Liverpool. I want to say north. Go Liverpool. Liverpool. It's the Reds. The red clay. It's how they manufactured the clay that made Anfield Stadium for Liverpool Football Club. Okay. You'll never walk alone. He made that up. So, realizing that his wife is in danger, Thomas helps Edith escape the house and, unfortunately, is killed by Lucille in the process. So, Edith and Lucille fight with a large butcher knife and there's red clay in the snow. That's this not blood. Real- I have to say, again, it's even combat. if you don't like the movie, the movie's going to be beautiful. And it's I love nice the, the white with the, the blood and then the clay and then she turns around and sees the ghost of... Her, her brother, her and, brother, and somehow he's already oh, yeah. decayed as a ghost. Like he looks like a zombie ghost. Well, like he looks. A ghost. Like, well, no, he Let's looks not like. Judge the ghost but, on their physical appearance. But okay. I mean, I, I understand that um, these but other ghosts—they've so been dead for a while. There's something so of course supernatural they're starting going on. to decay. But he literally died like ten minutes ago. He shouldn't be looking like full on. Griffin done in American Werewolf in London, like decomposing before our eyes. But the curse has kept him young, like okay. Dorian Gray. Yeah. So the two women battle, but ultimately Lucille is killed by Edith. Does she like fall Lamely. down, fall off a cliff or something? She likes she's like More stabs like her or with like the big butcher knife or something like that. Yeah. And then Edith returns to the house, rescues McMichael, who's no, still this alive. A shovel, dude. She hit her in the face. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The shovel. That's right. I forgot. That was awesome. I'll never yes. forget that sound. Dong. It was like, dong. She like cracked her neck with the shovel. Yeah. It was like death becomes her. Oh, amazing. She Can we? That. Yeah. Well, I don't think yes. Taylor Swift dated anybody in that movie. Because they're all old. She might have. Whatever. She might have had. <laughs> I'm not here for weenie Bruce Willis, okay? She yeah. might have had a fling with Meryl. We Kurt don't Russell know. Kurt Russell isn't it? Well, he only has eyes for Goldie. That's true. Edith rescues McMichael, who's still alive. Unfortunately, because they're drift compatible. They're drift compatible, and the two escape to a nearby city. While in the end, we hear like a kind of monologue of from the beginning with the ghosts the ghost. are real. I know this to be true. We see the sharp siblings' ghosts residing in the home. Lucille has become a ghost and continues to play the piano. I ain't afraid. Ron of no Perlman ghosts. shows up in his motorcycle. Busting makes Absolutely. me feel good. And then the final shot implies that Edith has now written a best-selling book about her experience, which is titled Crimson Peak. Ghostbusters. Ghosts are real. Fuck Actually, off. it's called My Time Jumping Onto a Table. Go Bills. Go Bills. How I Lost My Virginity. On top. My Red Clay Struggle. Exactly. 
Are you there, God? It's me, me. Ghost Margaret. <laughs> Are you there, God? <laughs> All right. So, fun facts. Budget was $55 million. Box office was $74.7 million. All right. That's not, not too bad. bad. Though the house was built in its entirety. They built that whole house. Wow. It had to be torn down at the end of the shoot to make space in the studio. Jessica Chastain learned to play the piano for the movie and performed all the songs in the movie. So she is actually playing. Wow, that's awesome. I think so, too. Benedict Cumberbatch was originally cast as the male lead, but left the project due to undisclosed reasons. So he was supposed to be the Tom Hiddleston character. He probably read the the script. No, he was already signed on. So he would have read the script. He can't read. Uh, Emma Stone was originally cast as Edith but was forced to drop out due to scheduling conflicts. So it was originally going to be Benedict Cumberbatch and Emma Stone. Ooh, oh, wow. Like Doug Jones portrayed Lady Sharp, so the ghost mother of Lucille. And again, Doug Jones is Abe Sapien. He's yeah. the guy with the eyes in Pan's Labyrinth. He, he's, he's like for body Billy act- Butcherson in Hocus yeah. Pocus. He's like for body acting like Andy Serkis is for like motion capture. Yes. He's the go-to guy for everything. The way he can contort his body into the weirdest shit is incredible. And this movie does sit at a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, so that's fresh. Yeah. So, um, it's I think fresh it's like a red tomato because exactly. it's red clay. I did, I, I do, I do like this movie. Um, I took a whole gothic horror class when I was in college, so I love gothic horror. And I just, I think it's so pretty. It, oh, rather, yeah. Regardless of whether you like the movie or not, you can't deny that it's beautifully filmed. And like the costumes and the set design and all that stuff is is great. So that's why I picked it. All right. Around the room. Pass fail. My Tom Hiddleston Swifty X movie. Tammy? I, after ingesting this movie, was like, not another incest. <laughs> I um, do apologize. I don't know where this comes from. Also, we had just watched Chinatown. Which? Not three days earlier. Yeah, <laughs> she's my daughter, and my she's sister. my sister. My sister. She's my, my daughter. daughter. And this my was sister. A my recommendation daughter. from another Quad Pro Quo member. Can I we, didn't recommend Chinatown. Can we separate consensual when? incest with rape? Now we have to categorize incest. Yes, why you do? Because it's what not, happens in Chinatown is rape. Yeah, that's an SVU episode. Hold it's on not a second. Game I don't watch that. You keep. You keep bringing Edith that was up. older than Loki, and maybe she took advantage of it's him. It's Lucille. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you can and, you Unfortunately, know, yeah, you kind of do have to categorize it. You got to categorize incest it. incest movie, it was consensual as well. <laughs> well, it was consensual mm. for a point until the hypnotist came in. Okay, well, mid- in Black Christmas, that was rape. Yes. That was rape, yes. Just and, like in Chinatown. Just like in Chinatown. Just Do you in, think she yes. wanted to have sex with her father? No. She did not want to have so, sex with her father. We're going to get demonetized. The story is I've been watching a lot of movies lately that have to do with family members. Fucking each other. Fucking each other. What? So that was my impression at the end of the movie. I loved the costumes. Mm-hmm. I loved the sets. Good. I thought she I said loved she loved love, but she doesn't love incest. How Tom Hiddleston grabs Mia Wakaska's face, face, and just that whole chestnut. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna pass it because okay. I also like stories of poltergeists. Okay, and ghosts. It's a ghost things, story. So. I think it's a it's a ghost story. Matt, you know, yeah, I I kind of regret watching this again. This like a, oh, no, like it was better the first time. I really did enjoy it the first time in the theater, 
And then like watching it again with, um, cause I, yeah, it's no secret. Like I said, I hate Charlie Hunnam. And I know he can't, he's like literally one of the worst actors I've ever seen. And then, <laughs> and then like, I was like, Oh shit. Mia, what's her name's not that good either. Mm-mm. And then I, cause I was already asleep when you guys were watching it and you were sending like your texts, like live texting as to the group chat and like kept talking about vampires and vampires and vampires. And I'm like, there were vampires in this movie. It's Mia Wachowska and Charlie Hunnam. They're fucking energy vampires. Yes. I feel drained watching they them. suck the life out of you. But that being said, I still really like a gothic. Because, I mean, it's not like a super horror story. But it's like, yeah, it's like gothic horror. Like something out of like Hawthorne. Or I was going to say like, Wilkie Collins. Like the woman in white. Like yeah, like that sort of, of stuff. Yeah. And visually it's still amazing it looks great my younger brother hates this movie. oh yeah he hates it kyle like, hates is this it movie. the plot is that why he, or the, and stupid. the acting so stupid it's fucking stupid stupid <laughs> like <laughs> the lionville wawa of guillermo del toro so like <laughs> like literally <laughs> by the skin of its teeth i will pass it i will take it guido <laughs> you already know the answer <laughs> I don't know. Fuck maybe, this shit. Maybe, I thought he was attached because of the gore. He said he liked Look, all the violence. I really, really like the director. Uh, truly, he's one of my favorite directors Gorgeous. all time. All right, but this was not his best movie. No, there, it had it had very clear moments of brilliance. But that, I mean, when you like start to describe those moments, it's basically him just upping the contrast on you know on on his shots. So like. A lot of the key plot points of this fucking story were lame as shit. And if I want to watch a My Chemical Romance music video, then I will ruin my search history on YouTube. I'm but, not okay. So, like... I'm not okay. <laughs> I've, I'm, I failed I'm not this movie. okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's three passes and a fail. I'll take it. It's, it's totally fine. All right. Well, next week, we continue our Swifty X's month. And it is Matt's pick. Matt... Quid pro quo. Look what you made me do. <gasps> Look what you made, made me, me do. do. Look what you made me do. Okay. Steph did this. You did this. I um, am actually. I like not- that song too. I don't like that song. I, I do. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> when at, when we were kicking this idea, this theme around, I got super excited because then, because I was like, oh shit, that's right. She dated this one guy and he's in this one movie by what is quite possibly one of my favorite directors ever. Kismet. My movie came out in 2017. It was written and directed by the one and only Christopher Nolan. So it won't be a lot of women in it. There are women in it. Women in it. Uh, starring Finn Whitehead, Tom Hardy, Cillian Murphy, and my... Those aren't women. Killian. Killian. And Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriend, Harry Styles. Ooh. We're watching Dunkirk. And where can people watch Dunkirk? Unfortunately, Dunkirk, you either need a premium subscription to something, to one of the, like... Prime. Well, like, it's... It, I think it, it said it was on Stars or Showtime or something. Oh, okay. But you know me, I'm a Nolan guy, so of course I'm going to buy it as soon as it becomes available, so you'd have to buy it or rent it. I think everything is streaming nowadays from some channel. There's yeah. There's so many streaming channels, so... That's true, but some things are available mm-hmm. on, like, Freebie and, like... Not the Weinstein like movies. Uh, or YouTube. No. All right, so Dunkirk for next week, and we'll be talking about Harry Styles. He will be the next Taylor Swift ex. So we are at Quad Pro Quo Pod across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now Letterboxd. Hey. We created a Letterboxd account. We will be nice. typing up these reviews on 
talking about Bills Mafia all over Letterboxd. Go Bills! Go Bills! By the way, none of us are Bills fans. No, well, not, not right one. Just put but there. we know Bills fans. Shout they are they are a proud. We know a fan Bill fans. They deserve something. Yeah. Shout out to my cousin Darren, who's a huge Bills fan. Shout out to our one of our favorite former bartenders up in Phoenixville, Jen. Jen, she's a huge Bills fan. Her she and her dad. dad are huge Bills fans. He texts me every time the Eagles are playing, and he says, "You fucking suck." <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, nice. So we're part of the yes. Deluxe Edition Network, and you can learn more about us and the other podcasts on the network at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Featured podcasts for the month of February are Films and Fermentation, Film Films and Fermentation, and Friends Talking Nerdy. Talk nerdy to me. You can request a theme month by direct messaging us on social media or on our website. And please rate and review us wherever you podcast. It just makes us better. And until next week, we hope you never go out of style. Bye. Oh, bye. Go Bills. Oh, God.